Hello, and welcome to the 4th and Floundering Podcast. You're here with Drew and my buddy... Mitch! Drew, how you doing? It has been a hot, like, month since we have seen each other. I was gonna say a minute, but it's been longer than that, bro. It's It's been a while. I feel like we've had plans to just get together and do this, and... We have not had a chance to do no, it yet in a while. No, no way, Jose. And a couple, a couple of really big things have uh, have happened since we since we last saw each other. Yeah, man. A couple of significant things, I guess. What, you could say. what week are we in? Uh, 12, 13 of yeah. the season. <laughs> Flying by when your uh, when your teams are fucking ass. It, well, speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm, I'm still <laughs> stating a fact that the. Speak for yourself, Drew Harper. Well, when the leading team that your team is tied with has Colt McCoy at quarterback, anything is possible for this division. So let's let's get into it. Let's start. Let's uh, let's get ready to go. I was gonna ask how you're doing. I was gonna ask how you've been, but I, uh, I'll be I, honest. I don't give a fuck. I, neither do I, because I I've been dead on the inside. <laughs> That's how we wanted to start the show off. <laughs> Semester existential man. dread. Uh, constant. Alright, so I actually didn't have this on our, our agenda to talk about, but I think we, we have to go back to eleven eleven make a wish. Um, for when my Dallas Cowboys played your Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. You sound a little sad. Why, why you sound sad? Um, because we didn't play well <laughs> at all. Well, um, to be fair, that game was an absolute shit show until yeah. the fourth quarter. Yeah. It was tied until the fourth quarter. It was yeah. it was thirteen thirteen going into the fourth quarter, and the Cowboys pulled it out and won twenty seven twenty, in a game that really I don't think inspired confidence in anyone, it, unless and we were two yards away from tying it up too. We were right we were right there on the last play. Yeah, I, I think the one thing that really stood out about that game is that Scott Lenahan and Jason Garrett were coaching for their jobs because yeah. they knew if they lost that game, they one hundred percent were going to get fired. And it just turned into the Zeke Elliott show. Yeah. Uh, he was just, I mean, unbelievable. Well, when you have, when you have Wicket from Return of the Jedi at running back, I mean, anything, anything so, can happen. So, more important than this game, you know, keeping the Cowboys alive in the NFC East this time, I think is the fact that you had an interaction on Twitter. I had an interaction on Twitter. Um, so, I tweeted, not even to Ezekiel Elliott, I just tweeted how at the beginning of the lineup they say their school... That's their true, position, you didn't even tag him or anything. Their, their school that they went to through college, um, their position, and uh, and whatnot. So, or their name, position, and school. So... So, I put, so I when put, you're watching Sunday Night Football and it's like... I put it right yeah. when right when they... Right after they said So that. it's like, Zeke Elliott, the Ohio State University. The Ohio State University. And then I posted it with a picture of Wicket the Ewok from Return of the Jedi, uh, Star Wars, Episode Six. Um, and I've been saying for years that I think he looks like Wicket, and I just decided, you know, the, the thirty followers that usually think I'm funny at most times, that usually usually is just six or seven. Usually. Yeah. They'll think I'm funny, and I'll get a couple likes out of it. So before I went to bed, I had about thirty likes from like. People, which, people that I know, which is a good tweet for me. And I went to bed. Yeah, that's a solid. Went to bed and woke up with like a thousand notifications. Because <laughs> was your I, phone was your phone just like dead? Was it just like yeah, I refuse to work now? Yeah, pretty much. I woke up and at three o'clock or two thirty in the morning, Ezekiel Elliott 
quoted my tweet and just did the rolling eye emoji. And I woke up with like a thousand likes and I was getting likes. I'm still getting likes to this day. It's two and a half weeks later. So I'm actually pulling up your Twitter right now. Future fifth year. Future fifth year. Right now, your tweet's up to 11,000 likes and 2.4 thousand um, retweets. Yeah, it's right on the brink of 2,500 and uh, 11.5 thousand for retweets and likes, respectively. Which is pretty impressive for, for a humble slumlord like yourself. <laughs> it, it is, <laughs> to, to be honest. Um, it was really funny because I didn't, I didn't tweet it to his Twitter handle. I just tweeted it. So he had to have been looking up his name because he wasn't trending. Or, who, the, the or game, whoever the does his social media. His name wasn't trending, though, on Twitter. Only, only the game was. So he must have looked it up at 2.30 in the morning. He looked up his name on Twitter and yeah. saw that. Um, so I've had Twitter clout ever since, and I'm dropping out of school and moving out to California for my acting career. 3.01 in the morning, yeah. he retweeted you, yeah, which yeah. I guess would have been like 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, Texas time. If they didn't leave yet. They probably left. They usually leave, like, right after. But, yeah, so there's that, and then 67,573 likes for him, yeah. 8,526 retweets. Yeah. Uh, how you feeling with all that Twitter clout? Uh, I only got, like, four Cowboys fans that followed me back. Um, Am which, I one of them? Well, no, like, you and one of my buddies from high school that I played football with are Cowboys fans, and I can, I can tolerate and handle, like, the two of you guys. But I really didn't want, like, all 11,000 people that, like, liked my tweet to follow me back. Because most of them <laughs> were Cowboys fans. And I probably wouldn't be able to t- keep up with it and deal with it anymore. And probably delete my Twitter if they kept on tweeting me every week that the Eagles fucked up. Which is happening more often than, than not. Well, not last week. Yeah, the, well, this past week was a miracle. Um, to be quite frank. But, yeah, Ezekiel Elliott tweeted me. Uh, he didn't follow me back, though. So, uh, you're fake as fuck, Ezekiel Elliott. Hey, you leave you leave my guy alone. <laughs> oh, right? so, sorry, Wicket. You took down the I'm empire. in love with Zeke Elliott right now. Zeke Elliott is uh, <laughs> single-handedly saving the Dallas Cowboys season. Is it single-handedly, though? I mean, yeah. I don't even know if that's really disputable at this point. <laughs> I mean, you guys got Amari Cooper. He had a pretty yeah. good game this week. So we'll, we'll get into that in a second. But since that, since that game, the Dallas Cowboys, and I'd love to hear how your Eagles are doing, but the, the Cowboys... The Cowboys were three and five going into the game, and the Eagles were four and four. So since then, the Cowboys have now rattled off three straight wins and are six and five and in control of the division lead. And they sort of control their own destiny at this point, which is something I would love to say is like a new trend for a Jason Garrett team, but it's not. <laughs> and more often than not, it doesn't end well. But right now, I'm just sort of enjoying it, and that's of course. Headlined by the trade for Amari Cooper, they traded a first-round pick for the Raiders, which, former Pro Bowl wide receiver, which I think a lot of people laughed at at the time, but has since has since proven to be a pretty solid move, at least a, for the time being. A solid move for this week, and I'm saying for the time for being. This week. I'm saying for the time being, but since coming to since coming to Dallas, since coming to Dallas, Amari Cooper and the Cowboys have been a completely different team. Well, okay, I'll give you that. But Amari Cooper... They look They look like a... The Cowboys before looked like a really terrible and inconsistent team. Okay, but Dak's still scared to throw the ball down the field, and Amari Cooper played with Derek, uh, Derek Carr and still had a spotty career at with the Raiders. So, sure. But let me just... Again, the Cowboys have rattled off three straight wins. 
since coming to Dallas, Amari Cooper leads the Cowboys on targets for third down. He has 28.6 of them, and he's moved the chains or he scored on 70% of them. Yep. That's crazy. The Dak Prescott's passing yards are up 25%. His completion percentage is up 13%. The Cowboys' overall points per game is up 20%. And if they've converted almost 60% of their third downs at 59%. For Zeke, I mean, teams were literally just putting 10 guys in the box, leaving people completely wide open. And they said, if, if Dak Prescott can complete a pass to a wide open receiver... We don't deserve to win. Yeah. And that's that's changing now because of Amari Cooper. Before week nine, Zeke was averaging 88.4 yards per game, and he failed to have 100 yards of total offense in four of those seven. Since since Cooper came, he's rushed for over 120 in all three games, and he's gone over 200 total yards in two of the three. Yeah. They control their own destiny now, and that's that's big. It's, it's somewhere that, given how things were going, going into that Eagles game for them, I didn't expect him to be in this position at all. Amari Cooper has really changed the game, I think, for the Cowboys. I think he's opened up the play calling. I still have a lot of issues with Scott Linehan and how Scott Linehan calls his games. I think it's still very predictable. Every third down and long, whether it's like third and ten or longer, they're just they're dumping it off yeah. to Zeke for a three-yard screen. Yeah. And that's infuriating, and I think everybody sees that coming. First down has been a little bit better, but it's still generally been, you know, just Zeke up the middle or Zeke off tackle. I think Cooper's had a really big effect, and the defense is still playing. I mean, the Cowboys' defense is legit. The defense, for the first time in a long time, was not the problem for the Dallas Cowboys. It was the offense. And, and yeah, Dak, I was fortunate enough. I went down with my dad, had an amazing trip. We went to Texas for Thanksgiving. Um, and one of the, the places to be stopped was AT&T Stadium. We got to go for our first time together at AT&T. And to see the game. And the Cowboys, sluggish first half, but dominated the second half. And Amari Cooper, he takes the top off of the defense. I mean, Dak still missed at least like three wide open receivers who were, you know, more than 10 yards down the field that would have been touchdowns. But beggars can't be choosers. Um, I'm just happy to be in first place right now. Yeah, for now, you guys are tied with a, a Colt McCoy run offense with the Redskins. So, yeah, but hear me out. The Cowboys' remaining games this year, the Saints on Thursday. That's going to be a really tough game. I I will go on record and say I think they have a shot to beat the Saints. I think you guys are going to get torched because the Saints are on a roll. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I, I think the Cowboys have a good chance to beat the Saints. I'll tell you what. If the Saints score less, if they score 24 points or less, the Cowboys win the game. The Saints have one of the best running rushing defenses in the league right now. And so do the Cowboys. Okay, but Drew Brees is going to light you guys up. He's putting up MVP numbers. And Byron Jones is the top-rated corner in the NFL this year on Pro Football Focus. Okay, but Drew Brees is is completing a lot. He completed a lot of his passes this this past week I'm to not saying, undrafted wa- rookie wide receivers. You're right, and I'm not saying they will beat the Saints. I'm saying I think they have a much better shot. If, if you were going to force me to pick, I would probably say that, you know, yes, the Saints beat the Cowboys. But I think that there is a is a really good chance, a better than likely chance, that the Cowboys could win that game. I think you guys, if you feed Zeke, like <laughs> quite literally feed Zeke the ball and make sure, sh- like you just got to make sure, like, okay, so the problem with the way the Eagles played mm-hmm. the Saints and why the score was run up so high 
was because we couldn't keep the ball for long periods of time. Well, and the you Cowboys... Gotta, you got you to make sure that that uh, Drew Brees doesn't have the ball in his hands. And that is supposed to be and has traditionally been going back to Tony Romo and the DeMarco Murray those couple years of the Cowboys. That's been the name of their game is to win possession. And I, and I think that if they win the possession battle, they should win the game. Yeah. Uh, but after the Saints, they have the Eagles, who that's a toss-up. I think that I said before, I think that they split with the Eagles. I told you that before, and, yeah. and I still think that's probably true. Yeah. Um, they play the Colts, who are surging, but they're beatable. The Buccaneers, who they absolutely should beat, and the Giants, who they absolutely should beat. I, there's a good chance that this team at the end of the year is ten and six or nine and seven in, in the playoffs. Yeah, with a home playoff game, which is kind of sad. At the end of the day. Yeah. And will ultimately keep Jason Garrett's job, which is even more sad. Now. Now, I have a question. Does So, to win the division, you need to have the best record of divisional games or best record of the division? So, first off, it goes your overall record. If you're tied with somebody, it goes to the division record. Okay, so if... And then if, I think so it's conference e- record. Even if the Eagles have a better divisional record than the Cowboys, but the Cowboys have a better overall record. You guys will win the division. That's always how it's been, yeah. Okay. I, I wasn't sure yeah, how, yeah, how yeah, it was yeah, broken yeah. down. Because no, no, no. If, but if they're both 9-7 and seven at the end of the year and the Eagles have a better division record, yeah. the Eagles will get the playoffs. Okay, yeah. So, and just for comparison's sake, so the Cowboys, like I said, they have Saints at home, Eagles at home, in Indianapolis against the Colts, at home against the Bucks, and then they're in... New Jersey to play the Giants. The Redskins, who now have Colt McCoy starting for them. Let's not forget that. At Philadelphia. Nice. Sorry. At Philadelphia. No, you're fine. At home against the Giants. At Jacksonville. At Tennessee. At home against the Eagles. I think there's a really good chance that they drop three of those games. The Redskins? At least. Oh, yes, they will. Um, With Colt McCoy. Yeah, yeah. And I actually... I'm not a Colt McCoy hater, like, I think that as far as backup quarterbacks go, I think he's he's pretty solid. Uh, but I just don't see them beating a desperate Eagles team twice. I don't see them beating the Titans. I Quite frankly, the Giants have played pretty well this year, and I don't see them I don't see them sweeping the Giants. No, they haven't played pretty well this year, I'm sorry. The Giants have played pretty well the last couple weeks. Yeah. Um, and I don't see them sweeping the Giants at this point in the season. And then... The Jags are the team who I think they should be just because they've just been so abysmal and today they announced they're going to Cody Kessler quarterback. Yep. And then the Eagles have, you know, at home against Washington, you guys are in Philly, you're at home against the Rams. No, you're in Los Angeles against the Rams. You're at home against the Texans, and you're in Washington. I think there's a good chance that you also drop three of those games. Um, there's, I mean, I think we're going to sweep the Redskins, to be honest. Um, I think you might sweep the Redskins, but I think... I think I think we're easily going to drop the game to the Rams, and the Texans game is going to be tough because the Texans have been pr- playing pretty well. And if we could split with you guys, then that would be great. I mean, if we l- win four of the last five, that puts us to 9-7. Nine, 9-7, nine seven. Seven, yeah. And, and again, you're still behind the Cowboys, but I think you're, but, your schedule is easier than the Cowboys. But, but, it, I'm but not if, if scared. and if we both if we both finish nine and seven tied in the division, we would have swept the Redskins, swept the the Giants, and then split with you guys. Yeah. And then how would how you guys have did you, you guys split with the Redskins? We split the Redskins, and we de- want 
Depending. We won the Giants game and we won the Eagles game, so we are three and one in the division right now. So if theoretically, if you beat the Giants and then split with us, we would have a better divisional record than you guys, and then the tie would go towards us. Yes. Yes. That's assuming you beat. That's assuming both, we beat, you beat, beat Washington twice. That's assuming we beat Washington twice, split with you guys, and beat either the Rams or the Texans. Yeah. It's. So. It's going to be a, a nice little run to see how the NFC East comes together. Yeah. I, do you have a prediction for it? Um, I'm going to win my claim and be between both of us. Um, I don't see the Redskins uh, surviving the rest of the season storm, and the Giants are out of it. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's going to be between either of us. I would rather it be the Eagles, but you know how things go. Um, <laughs> it probably won't be. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the uh, I'll lay it down and I'm gonna say I think the Cowboys survive. Uh, and you guys will get cleared out the first round of the playoffs. I think. I think probably right now. No matter who whoever wins our division is going to get knocked out first round of the playoffs. Probably considering if you look at who the NFC wild card standings are right now. I mean, right now, as it stands today, the NFC wild card slots would be the the Redskins and the Vikings. It would be Vikings at the five. Redskins at the six. The Cowboys would end up playing the Vikings. Um, I Did you guys play already this season? Who? Vikings and Dallas. Uh, they didn't play each other this year. Okay. Yeah, no, we, we didn't have we didn't have them. Um, I, I think the Vikings are a beatable team, but and the Redskins I don't think they're making it in the playoffs. Seattle, Carolina, and then the Eagles are the next three teams. Yeah. The wild card will probably be Minnesota and then either Carolina or Seattle. See, I don't know if the I don't Eagles, think that, I, don't I don't think, think the Cowboys would 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 beat Seattle. Would a or nine Carolina. And, would a nine and seven team make the wild card? It's entirely possible. I'd have to look and see who Seattle plays and see who the Panthers play. But I think it's entirely possible. I mean, honestly, the Vikings are six four and one, and they don't look that good. No, they don't. They look very, very beatable. I yeah. actually, I would, I would go so far as to say that at least right now, Seattle is a better team. Seattle's been playing tough the past. Carolina, weeks, that's why. Carolina, sort of fallen off the, fallen off the wayside a little bit, but yeah. I don't know. So, what are your thoughts on the Eagles? I want to hear. All right. Um. Uh, well, of course, diehard Eagles fan, but I will call a spade a spade. We have been playing like absolute shit, guys. Um, yesterday we beat the Giants 25-22 to um, off of a game-winning field goal. That was a lot closer than it should have been. From Jake Elliott. It's a lot closer than it should have been, but we were down the entire game until the fourth quarter when we kicked that, when we scored the, the touchdown. Yeah, I mean, um, Wentz has had a tough few weeks. To he, he has, and I'm a, I'm a Wentz. I will defend Wentz. Um, I have a lot of friends of mine that are like, oh, Wentz, we need to put Nick Foles in to... I would tell you those friends are fucking stupid. They are. I, I mean, they're telling me to like Wentz either needs to shape up or put Nick Foles in to build up his trade value. Um, I, dude, I, mean, I don't. I don't get that. I don't. I wouldn't do that, um, especially because we have an actual shot at winning the division still somehow. I, I think that Wentz had a tough go of it. I, I think the protection hasn't been there for him. It hasn't, but we, we, we were protecting him pretty well yesterday. They've been better say. recently. Um, and I think yesterday's win was because uh, we had a pretty good run game in the second half. We, we were a completely different team in the second half. We couldn't really get anything going in the first half, but uh, 
Josh Adams and um, Corey Clement were combined for over 110 to like 120 yards from scrimmage, mostly rushing. Yeah. Um, both of them undrafted free agents from their respective drafts. Was Clement an undrafted free agent? Yeah, 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 for, out of Wisconsin. Um, and Josh Adams is from uh, Notre Dame. But uh, both of them went undrafted. We picked them up off free agency uh, after the draft. And um, they both had pretty good second halves yesterday. Um, Adams had a pretty long run that got brought back because of a holding call on uh, Jason Kelsey. Yeah. Um, but it was like a 60-yard run, dude. It was beautiful. And he was just clean out, out the pocket right, af- right after Kel- – like, Kelsey barely tugged him, too. I can see where the call was made, but, you know, what, that's, that's, that's the game of football. But You can – let's be clear. As offensive, former offensive linemen ourselves – you can call holding on literally pretty, pretty every, every play. single play if you really want to, yeah. and you you're not incorrect. But you could you could see Jason Kelsey he he tugged on the jersey a little bit at the mm-hmm. arm. Unfortunately, that's enough. Or fortunately, that's enough. Yeah. So, um, but yesterday, um, Carson like with like a, a quarterback loves having a run game, and we just haven't had it all season. And yesterday we had a pretty good one in the second half, and we saw what happened. Carson was actually getting the balls to the receivers. They weren't so predictable with passing almost every goddamn play. Yeah. Um, and Ertz had a really good game yesterday. He was at, like, 120 for yards, I think. Ertz? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, Ertz has been spectacular. He, uh, yeah, let's be honest with that. He, uh, he became the four, or the, one, of the, one of four tight ends to get 400-plus uh, receptions within six seasons within their first six seasons um so and he's on he's on pace to beat uh gronk's tight end uh yardage record in a season i'd be curious to see that uh that would be i I would love to see that especially if he's starting to get 100 yards a game um because the record's like 1200 something um, I don't know the exact number, and I don't have it in front of me. It's about, like, 1,200, like, in the 60s or 70s. But um, if Ertz could get that, that would be a great season for him. And, yeah. Uh, it would, he's definitely our number one target. Um, we, had, we had a couple bullshit calls that didn't go our way yesterday, but that's just the way that our season has been going. We've been getting calls that haven't been going our way at all. Yeah. Um, and we somehow beat the Giants, who are supposed to have Odell Beckham, one of the best wide receivers in the league, uh, with our seventh through ninth string cornerbacks because everybody's just deciding to get hurt. Um, yeah. I saw a tweet the other day. Malcolm Jenkins had said, uh, or someone was interviewing him, and he was saying how on the practice squad – for uh, for scout team for the when the offense is uh, running plays the scout team they had practice squad wide receivers playing cornerback because we had we had the practice squad cornerbacks moved up to starters that really doesn't surprise me and it's kind of sad <laughs> but it's uh, give credit where credit's due to to Jim Schwartz for that oh dude I don't know how we did it to be honest because we've been our coverage has been shit all season even when we were healthy yeah so. Um, I'm just thankful that we pulled the win out yesterday. Um, it's always good to sweep the Giants because fuck the Giants. Giants. Yeah. Um, Saquon was like non-existent in the second half too. So, Sa- Saquon's really good, and I think he makes a difference for the Giants. I barely saw him on the field. But I, I think that people are overhyping him a little bit. Of course, they're gonna overhype him. He was a Heisman winner. 
from Penn State. He's a killer. Like, have you seen dude's legs? No, I know. He's got like legs that look like Max. He trucks. power cleans like he power cleans like four hundred and fifty pounds, which is just nuts. He's a powerful man. Yeah, and and he never gave up on a play, and I give him credit for that. I think that it would really suck or be fortunate for us if the Giants waste his career. Yeah, that's. Like, I don't think they play. I don't think they call plays that suit him well. No, they they really don't. And uh, Eli has been producing well the past couple weeks. Um, well, yeah, and I think that ultimately, regardless of if the Giants win out or if they lose out, like whatever, this yeah. is Eli's last year starting. I, I don't know if it's his last year starting. I think at the very least, it's his last year starting for the New York Giants. Yeah, well, maybe he'll go down to um, Jacksonville. And see how he does there because they uh, they don't really. I, have a quarterback honestly, right now. the a reunion with Tom Coughlin that would be wouldn't great. S- wouldn't surprise me. That was rum- that was rumored all summer too. I I think that if you can get Eli some protection, and you know continue to give him a good running game, yeah. Like the, and the Giants have done that this year. They've given him a good running game, but they yeah. have not protected him well. No, they have not called plays for him well. Uh, I'm not unconvinced that the Jaguars wouldn't be a playoff team. Eli Manning at quarterback. Yeah, I think I think they have. Oh, you know what they might do? They might trade Jalen Ramsey for a couple picks and Eli Manning because they've been talking about trading Jalen Ramsey for the past couple. That weeks. That would be, I mean, the the New York Giants would be getting an absolute steal with if they got mm-hmm. that trade. Yep. Just because Jalen Ramsey is going to be an impact player for. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't think it'll be a player for a player. I think it'll be Eli Manning plus a couple picks. It would need to be like a first round pick. Probably. Or like a second and a third or something like that. Like it, you would need to you would need to move some some serious. But capital. but imagine having the defense that the, the Giants would have because the Giants don't have a terrible defense. Imagine if they had Jalen Ramsey out in at the, the secondary. No, they would they would be much improved. They'd be better suited to stop guys like like Amari Cooper, like Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. Who they can't stop Ertz. right now. Ertz. Well, that's more. They're like not going to play a corner. That's more like a linebacker's Zachary. job, but you know. But I mean, good luck. I think that there's only a couple of linebackers in the NFC who can, who can actually do it. Like, uh, oh, that's one more point I gotta make. Yeah, your linebackers. You guys have been playing well. The linebacking for the Dallas Cowboys this year. I, I mean, there used to be a time where when Sean Lee got hurt, you held your breath because you knew they were just gonna lose. Yeah. And this year, uh, Jalen Smith is looking like the Notre Dame version of Jalen Smith. Yeah. He he's really look, he looks fantastic. Yeah. And Leighton Vanderesh, who I. I'm not afraid to admit, I was really disappointed when they made that pick. I really um, wanted Calvin Ridley. Um, but Leighton Vanderesh has been unreal. I mean, he's, I, in my opinion, the clear-cut defensive rookie of the year right now. Yeah. He's been fantastic. Um, but, all right. But, uh, you know, it's it's a me- messy division, Anybody anybody's game. Except and, for the Giants. And by anybody, I mean the Cowboys and the Eagles because, you know. It'll be interesting because it's almost like if the Cowboys win, <laughs> which I want them to win, mm-hmm. of course, but I'm mad because I know it means that Jason Garrett will be back. Yeah, do you – would okay, so theoretically, would you rather have your Cowboys lose this season and get rid of Jason Garrett because that's probably inevitable if you guys don't make the playoff this year? Yeah. Or win, have Jason Garrett solidify his job and have him for the next probably four seasons or five seasons. I would like them to go nine and seven or ten and six, so enough that the Raiders' first round pick sucks, or at least isn't that great. Yeah. And miss. I'd rather them miss the playoffs 
with a winning record. Because mm-hmm. then you're competitive. You can entice some free agents to come. Yeah. Um, well, if the, if they get the if they get if you guys are getting the Raiders first round pick, it's whatever the Raiders. No, no, no. no. Our first round pick goes to Oakland. Oh, true. true so true, true, true. I, I want them to keep winning. Yeah. But not with the division almost. I mean, and, and look, I want the Cowboys to win. Like, I'm a fan who wants to see them win. But I really don't think that Jason Garrett is the right coach for this team. I don't think they'll ever be better than than just getting into the playoffs Yeah, with Jason Garrett. And it, I think it's more than time for a change at head coach and offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. But I still want to see them win. Yeah. So I, I think I'll be happy in either scenario. All right. Because I think it has it has good implications in this Alright, not picking a side, I see. I'm going to sit on this fence so I have to fence fall Fence center, bro. And then I'm just going to, whatever side looks better at the end, I'm going to fall over. <laughs> just like I've never doubted Dak Prescott for a second, right? Oh, true. Facts. Ever. Ever. Definitely. Yeah. He definitely throws uh, throws down the field more than 10 yards. Got a cannon. Yep, definitely. Dakota, <laughs> Dakota Prescott. He is a grown man. The fourth worst Dakota in the country, and there's only two. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's move on to somewhere where we agree. The NBA. Since we last talked, <laughs> our Philadelphia 76ers made a trade. A great trade. A great trade. I miss Dario, though. I can tell you, I... Fuck Robert Covington. I miss Dario. I miss Dario. Did you see the picture of Dario? He looks miserable, he looks bro. so sad to be he in goes from, Okay, so he goes from Eastern European countries. Where, where is he from? The Czech? I think I honestly don't know. Off I have to look. He's somewhere, somewhere from Eastern Europe, so it's cold as shit all the time there. He finally comes to Philly. He's like, well, oh. also cold as shit. But but it's, he 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 was like, oh, like the summers aren't that bad. He's from Croatia. Okay, Croatia sucks. It's pretty cold there. He comes he comes to he comes to Philly for a couple years. And he's like, oh, the weather is not too bad here, and then he gets traded to the Croatia. Of the United States <laughs> goes to Minnesota. I would be miserable too. I, I think he also loved Philadelphia. He did. I think he loved playing here. He I, was the homie. He was the homie. Also, can we just say, like, fuck Howard Eskin for saying back when he said that Dario Saros was never going to come over. Yeah. Um, because Dario came over and Dario played really well for us, yeah, and exactly. he was here through some really shitty times. Yeah. Um. I'm saying really shitty times, but like, because he was only here for like, what? Two and a half Two and a half years. So, like, he was here while we were shitty for a year, and then on the, like, last year, year when, and a half when we came. Last year, yeah. Um, but he maintained, he was there 16, 17, 17, 18, and then now, you know. Yeah. I, I, I miss him already. I do. Rocco, I appreciate him because he was really here for the bad years. Yeah. But. And he we had to go. And we traded a sophomore in high school with the 2022 second rounder. So, I mean, to get all three of them to get Jimmy Buckets. I'm, I'm really happy with it. I think that, and I think Jimmy Buckets has made an immediate difference. He won, yes. already won us a couple, couple games. He's leading, isn't he leading the league in, in steals? He's either number one or number two. He's, he's, steal, yeah, he's steals per game, not, not steals overall. Also, since coming over to Philadelphia, I mean, it's been seven games that he's played with us. He's averaging 35 minutes, 20.3 points. Yeah. I mean, 2.1 steals a game. Yeah. He's been terrific. Yeah. He's been I, I, I love almost, it. Over four and a half rebounds, had which a is dag- not far from his career average. Had a dagger three to win the game last night. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that wasn't the first. No. We had. I'm I'm happy with it. I think it it really opens it up for Embiid, who like can we just talk about right now is just like beside the fact that Joel Embiid has my heart forever. Um, early MVP candidate. Yeah, he's leading the league in a lot of stats. I saw it. It's like not like a lot of the major stats, but he's he's leading the league in points and points per game. Yeah. Um, those that that's the major the major um, thing. I think he's might he might be leading in rebounds per game too. Or he's number two I think there. he is. He's I number he's, two or three behind KD and someone else. I mean, he's, he's averaging 28 points per game. He's averaging 13 and a half rebounds. So he's, he already has a double-double. Yeah. Half a steal. Uh, he's terrific. I think he leads I think he leads the NBA in free throws. Yeah. Uh, and free throws made. And free throws made, yeah. He's playing out of his mind. He's yeah. a clear-cut all-star. Uh, I, there was a graphic last night for the game that came up, and he was leading the league in, like, the, the, that, those four major ones, free throws, free throws made, uh, points per game, and uh, points overall. And then he was leading the league in, like, six other stats where he was first. It might have been, like, minutes and then, like, like a, like five other irrelevant ones. But he was still <laughs> he was still leading the entire league in that, in almost ten categories. He's incredible. He is, he's absolutely incredible. I've been so happy with how he's played. That it almost makes me forget about Markel Fultz. Yeah, Markel fucking Fultz, bro. Who's been mocked really difficult to watch. Mocked by Amari Cooper with his touchdown celebration. I was here for it. I loved it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Were you guys as, down? as a Cowboys fan and a Sixers fan? I was like, were you guys down in the end zone or no? Were so actually, I mean, we're gonna get really sidetracked. Yeah, that's I, fine. So I got seats for my dad that that I thought were gonna be. Um, ADA accessible because my dad's got a hard time getting around sometimes, mm-hmm. um, and they weren't. So we were in the end zone for the first half. My mm-hmm. dad tried to stick it out and he just couldn't. He's like, I, I, "Let's see if we can get the seats moved." I was like, "Absolutely." Um, so they relocated us after, after we talked to them, and they gave us a free club upgrade. That's so awesome. we went from the corner. We went from like your two hundred level uh, in the end zone, uh-huh. where where the Cowboys were would have gone in the second and the fourth quarter. Okay, uh, and then they we just about the fifty yard line. That's awesome. In the club level. It was That's absolutely amazing. incredible. Um, so for that touchdown, we were, you know, not in the end zone. Yeah. But we would have been in that. In that would have, it would have been your guys' end zone? Yeah. Oh, that would have been funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. But he's been, but back to Marco Fultz, he's been horrific. Also, not to mention soft. Yeah. He uh, wants to trade. Rumor, I don't know. Rumor if, is. That's the rumor. His agent allegedly says Markel Fultz would would. Would like to see a change of scenery. So this was, I feel like, this was such a bad trade to begin with. I think when the trade got made, Sixers fans were like, "This was terrible." Yeah. Um, when we saw him play last year, we thought it was terrible. Yeah. And this year, it's just proven to be worse. Well, okay. Cut bait with him. Just get rid of it. He, just get something back. He he's old. Okay, so there's a couple points to why I I feel bad for Folds, and I think I, I think we should we should cut him and like because after we got rid of Jaleel Okafor. Jaleel Okafor turned into like a half decent player after he left the Sixers. But Are Fultz, you sure about that? He's playing he played well off the bench last year. I don't he struggled for a job this year, dude. This year? I'm talking about or last la- year. I'm talking about last year. Yeah, I, I don't think he was He was playing well off the they bench. They traded him last year. Yeah. He played he I'm averaged six point four points a game. There were games where they didn't even play him twelve minutes. 
This okay. year he's averaging six minutes. Okay, well he was playing. He played better than he was at for the Sixers. Anyway, <sighs> that's not saying much. Okay. Anyway, I feel bad for Fultz because he's always going to be tied to the trade that we made, and we could have had Jason Tatum. Yes. Okay. We if we had Jason Tatum last year, we would have made it past the Celtics and would have played in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes. Point number two. The city is brutal to him, and mm-hmm. his already low confidence is going to be a million times lower because the city gives him so much shit. Right. Because Philly fans are brutal. Which, but, so he knew that coming in. He did know that, but he also doesn't have a choice in coming here. That's true. That's true. He was the number one overall pick. You're right. And number three... He's, like, like you're not, like, mainstream, so you being a Cowboys fan, but part of the six, like the Philly fandom and all the other sports doesn't really, like, affect you publicly. Him saying that he's a Cowboys fan oh, and no. wearing a Cowboys hat while already being in a struggle is going to, like, I've lived here long him. enough to get that. I have also... So I've lived here long enough to understand that. I would react pretty shitty if, like, you know, it had, like, Ryan Howard said that he was a Yankees fan or something. Exactly. You know I mean? That's, ex- it's, it, it, that's um, exactly Or Drew been like, I was a Penguins fan. That, yes. That would piss me off. Yeah. But, AI got a pass. Yeah, but AI was, was, also AI. was the answer, and he's AI. It was a different time. That's true. It's <laughs> a different time. It's a different time. Even the Cowboys were good. <laughs> Well, you no, know, exactly. Like when the Cowboys were amazing. Like the I'll, well, I'll he give, came I'll give, he came I'll, after that. I'll, but, but I'll give it to you. Like he grew up when the Cowboys were actually good. Yeah. In the eighties. No, like you know Fultz isn't I mean? that much younger than us. Like exactly. He grew up when I grew he's up. Like twenty. Really stuck. He's twenty. Yeah. I. And you're from. He's from fucking Baltimore. How are you a mm. Cowboys fan? Well, my I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm from the Philly area, but no, that's but you like have I have an actual legit there. family. Like I have a real family connection to it. He's so. he's a he's got his his favorite quarterback should be Joe Flacco. Not not not. I'm sorry, yeah. you didn't pronounce his middle name. Uh, Joseph Elite Flacco. Elite Flacco. Um, yeah, I, I, he hasn't endeared himself well. He this whole his his handling of the shoulder injury, on top of how the Sixers have handled it, has been atrocious all yeah. around. I, like, there's no two ways about it. I, I think he needs a fresh start. I think the Sixers should just trade him for whatever they can get for him. Like, yeah. clear themselves. Just, like, wash your hands of the trade. Put yeah. it in the rearview mirror. It sucked. It's going to go down as a bad trade, but just get it out of the way. Yeah. Um, don't owe him anything. I just don't think he was ready for college ball. No. Because he was murdering people when he played for Washington in the, in the in NCAA. Yeah. And we drafted him number one overall. Hey, but he also had some un unprecedented shooting issues. Yeah, but he was still he was still leading the league he was still leading the NCAA in points. No, no, I mean when he came here. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, he wasn't ready for for the, the competition. This is depressing me. I know. So, I want to touch on somebody who hasn't depressed me this year. He's yeah. actually really excited me. Yeah. My boy JJ Redick. Oh, dude. Uh, who's had a couple of boneheaded moments this year? A couple, yeah. There were a couple I mean, turnovers yesterday. Or a couple the, uh, d- he's had a couple of really players. dumb turnovers, but just a veteran player Shouldn't who's be been here, who's been in the league since 2006, yeah. um, should not make. But, I fucking love this dude. Um, 
I think he's such a great veteran leader for this team. And I, I right now he's averaging eight over eighteen points a game, which would be he's I don't know if he'll keep up this pace, but yeah. would be the highest of his career. Yeah, and he's in his age thirty four season. Yeah, he plays really well with he's pretty beat. much he LeBron. Plays really well with Simmons. He plays really well uh, with everybody. Yeah. Um, I saw your smile. I know what you want to hit on. Let's just get in and get out on it. Uh, uh, ben Simmons has been interesting to watch this year. Interesting. Um, I'm not. I'm not as low on Simmons right now as he some has, people are. He has a perfect three point rating. Three pointer rating. He does of uh, zero shots and zero made shots. He does. Yeah, he's zero for zero. But zero divided by zero is one hundred percent. I was gonna say. Listen, he is. <laughs> He doesn't want to mess up <laughs> a good thing. He's on the, you know, he's, he's, he, he gets it. I, yeah, there's no explaining the fact that, like, in today's NBA, uh, why Ben Simmons has not attempted a three-pointer yeah. this season. Um, and last year, everybody knows, last year he was 0 for 11. Yeah. This year he hasn't taken any. I don't have as big of a problem as everybody else just because... The scoring on the rest of the team has been just fine. Yeah, um, we have we have three pointers. We have three point shooters that make up for it. Well, and not just that, but like uh, Butler's a fine three point shooter. Fine three point so shooter. JJ. JJ is an absolute sharpshooter. And uh, the rookie that we got, Shamat. Shamat's right? been amazing. Dude, he's, Landry's been awesome. He's 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 number two in the league for rookies with three point three and, and I guess another thing about why I'm like not, I wouldn't be devastated to move on from Markel Fultz. Yeah, dude, fuck Fultz. Um, and, and also, like, ho- like, like, our boy T.J. McConnell. Uh, dude, I, I'm, s- if Markel Fultz leaves and T.J. McConnell gets more playing time, I will love it. Love I, it. I, yeah, I just. I think, I think T.J. should be getting more playing time. He's that, now. he's that role player. I feel like every team's got that one, like, scrappy role player who you absolutely love. Yeah. Uh, and for me, it's T.J. McConnell for this I team. love, I love seeing T.J. McConnell try and, like. Like give play basketball. Well, no, not play basketball because he's not that bad. But trying to hug like Joel Embiid, it's like when a like a sixth grader, yes! a sixth grader is trying to run up to like the all conference like star of the football team, senior, yeah, of, of the high school. Or like when you see a kid <laughs> hug LeBron James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I just love it. I love TJ. I don't have like I have nothing else to say on this. <laughs> DJ McConnell is love. Yeah, absolutely. It has my heart. Yeah. Uh, let's touch briefly, and I'm saying briefly because I don't want to get depressed more than I am right now. Uh, I said Hackstall, not Hextall. Yep, you guessed it. The Philadelphia <laughs> Flyers. So we're recording this on Monday, and the Flyers just made a massive change. Yeah. And they. Sacked Ron Hextall as general manager. Um, and a replacement's to be announced. Yep. Had you told me that we would be on November 26th, a Monday night, the Flyers fired somebody in a leadership position whose last name began with H, I would have put all of my money on it being Dave Hextall, not Ron Hextall. I, I, I think that... I think he's made a lot of mistakes. Um, Hextall, I think a lot of them are like 2020 mistakes. Yeah. So, the extension for Voracek 
has been like I don't know if there's like any other way to. He had an okay year last year, but other, it was good. Other, he he was a good he was a good assist player last year. He had a lot of he had a, a I think led the team in assists behind Giroux by like one. Yes, but in 2015 to extend him for eight years, that's a lot. That I, mean, I know he had a great year that year, but that I think he's drafted pretty well for the most part. Yeah. Um, you know, Spear. Ghost, um, Patrick's not Prop, Proprov. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I'm struggling to come up with words just because I think it's been, it's frustrating that he's going to take the blame for it. And I think it's probably past time he leaves. I do. Yeah. Um, I think Haxall's next if we keep blowing, getting blown up. Haxall has to, he has to be next. He's the one, he is the one putting players in bad situations. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't make adjustments. I, I don't think that there's any sort of leadership on this team from him. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say. The Flyers, I would be shocked if the Flyers make the playoffs this year. Well, I think we're sitting ninth in our division right now. I'm I'm going to check on that. So keep it talking. Pretty, it was pretty low. <laughs> I just, I don't think, I don't think that... I, because it's not like we have a bad roster. Like our roster is pretty good. I think it's fine. I think it's it's gonna suck that like I feel like it's inevitable that Simmons gets moved. I know I, because I of Van Riemsdyk. Yeah. But if that gives us some assets, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm fine the, with it too. The Flyers are ten and eleven. Yeah. They're ten and eleven and two. Ten, eleven, and two. They're negative thirteen differential. They only have 22 points. They're last in the Metropolitan right now. Oh, then that's changed since the yeah. last time I saw They're last in the Metropolitan. Yeah. That's great. They're, they're embarrassing to watch. I mean, Giroux's, Giroux's been solid, but they lost 6 nothing to the Maple Leafs. They lost 6-5 to five to the Lightning. They lost 3 nothing to the Devils. I mean, they I was there for that game. I'm sorry. They lost yeah. 3 nothing to the Bruins. Yep. This team gets shut out a lot. Yeah. Um, a lot of times at home, which is embarrassing. Go, well, goaltending has been, like, I'm looking back at their last few games. Six, five, zero. Six, three, two, zero. Four, two, four, two, two, six goals. Yeah. Three goals. Ridiculous. Four goals. Two, six. Like, this... This five goals. I'm like I'm back to October now. More often than not, this team is letting in more than three goals. Yeah. I mean, highlighted by the eight to two loss to the Sharks. Um. They're just. They're really frustrating to watch. I keep repeating myself, and I know I'm repeating myself, <laughs> but that's what it's like to watch this team fucking cycle the puck and then just miss wide open shots. Yeah, I know. And not hit deflections. Yeah, I know. Um. I don't have an answer for them right now, and I, I'm curious to see what they do. I'm curious to see how long it takes for, for Haxwell to get fired. But Yeah. Do you have anything you want to add? You'll be at the outdoor game with me. I will be at the outdoor game. Uh, me and my girlfriend are uh, getting tickets for each other for our anniversary. Oh, that's so, so fucking sweet, man. I know, right? That's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, hopefully we beat the Penguins that day. But, uh, you know, Penguins haven't been playing that well this season, so maybe we'll catch one. Um, but, you know, uh, any day that, any even if we're last in the division, 
any day that we beat the Penguins is a good day. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, if we went... If we won one game all year... It was a Penguins game. And it was a Penguins game, I'd be happy. Winning season. 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. But uh, I, th- I think we can look to a, a team that's on the up and up, I would say. <laughs> uh, hopefully, if they make the right moves this offseason... Uh, potential moves that they can make because of how much cap space or how much cap that we well, there's no cap. Well, true because it's baseball. Yeah. But uh, the amount, the Im- as much money as you can spend. <laughs> uh, fuck the Yankees. <laughs> but well, fuck the, but I think the Phillies off season. Yeah. Well, hopefully they say they're going to be reckless. Good. I hope we. I hope we are. So reckless. let's yeah, the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the iron, rumor the will. Iron pigs is what I'm looking forward to. The rumor mill has been swirling in a way that it hasn't since, like, 2009, 2010. Yeah. It's been, like, a good eight years since the Phillies have been this captivating in the offseason. Yeah, dude. Uh, there's a lot of talk of people, of stars they're going to get. Harper, Machado, Corbin, Kimbrell. If you could name them, they've been linked to the Phillies. I saw a fucking report that said Stanton. Like, a trade with the Yankees for Stanton. <laughs> oh, my um, God. I, I don't know how realistic that one is. I don't know if I'd want that with his contract. Yeah. But I who who are you, who would you want? In our, in our last uh, few I minutes? would want Who's I would you? want uh, Machado and Harper. I I don't think it's as realistic we get both of them as some people think it is. I am all in on Harper more than Machado. Um, I mean it sounds shitty, but. Machado, the way he played in the postseason, like his, yeah. la- his blatant lack of hustle, and then when he got called on it, just not caring. Yeah, that bothers me. Uh, yeah. I think he's got a potential to be be rough, be rough with the media for that reason. Yeah, I think. Well, maybe if we if we could make a trade for Stan and then pick up Harper, that yeah. would be that, uh, having Stan Harper and Reese Hoskins in the same lineup, dude. I would, I would probably rather have... I would definitely rather have Harper. My concern about Harper, though, and he's got a big question mark for me, is aside from, like, he's also not a picnic. Yeah. Um, he's he's a, got a... He's, he's dick. He's dick. He's got a bit of an attitude. But he will... Be I shouldn't dick. say he's dick. I don't know if he's dick or not. But he's got an attitude. Uh, and he lets it be known when he wants or doesn't want something. Oh, and yeah. he's also hurt a lot. Yeah. Um, but if he becomes a Philly, he will be our dick. And I will love him. Unconditionally. I loved Deshaun Jackson when he was here and he was a dick. I loved LaShawn McCoy when he was here and he was a dick. You're right. Yeah. If, if Bryce Harper comes if Bryce Harper comes to the or Phillies. Machado, yeah, I guess. If Bryce, if Bryce Harper comes to the Phillies, I am buying a, a Harper jersey just because too. he has the same last name as me. Oh, that's, that's easy for you. That's easy, bro. I don't like the guy because he's not a Philly, but if he becomes a Philly, I, hands down. I would be happy if Harper signed. I don't want it to be that like I don't, and I don't think it's gonna be like people. There were reports that it was gonna be a five hundred million dollar deal. It's not uh, gonna be that. But for how many years do you think? Well, people be- were saying like ten years, five hundred million dollars. Like get the fuck out of here. There's no way. Five. I. Was that fifty a year? The other thing that I think Harper has more than Machado has is. Machado has generally been like a corner and he's either played third base or shortstop his whole career. Yeah. Um, I don't notice if that will age as well Yeah. as a corner outfielder. And I think that there's less of a potential to be really frustrated with Bryce Harper's contract. Yeah, and I feel like our infield is less choppy gameplay-wise than yeah. our outfield has been. Yes. Um, so I would be I curious to see what the move outfield. down the line is for third base, though, because they... Uh, Franco's been, yeah. We'll probably uh, we'll probably end up trading him. 
I hope unless so. Unless his contract is up, and then we'll, we'll just sign somebody. But I, I mean, baseball, they're, they're much more willing to make trades and get somebody for something. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I would love to see what the plan down the line would be for third base. But if they can get both, get both. But you know who I really want more than both of them? Who? Greg Kimbrell. I want closing pitching where I don't have to worry. I hate that going into every You don't like Maris? Fuck out of here. <laughs> I he hate, was okay at the end of the season. Uh, at the end of the year, after... After we sent him down after to the we, minors. And after the team completely fell apart and yeah. he was winning meaningless games. He was like, oh, you guys need to win for no reason? I got you guys. Who wants to worsen their draft pick? <laughs> <laughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I want to be able to, for the first time... And this is going to be a controversial statement. But for the first time since Jonathan Papelbon... I would like to be able to have a Phillies game be like 4-3 in the bottom of the ninth and not have to worry about it. Yeah, it's been a been a real real tough seven years. <laughs> However long it's been since Tappelbon. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been a while since Tappelbon. Yeah, I would say He didn't really do a ton to endear himself either, despite the fact that like if you look at the numbers, yeah. he was a really good closer for us. Yeah. Uh, and then he was like fuck But also fans. what a fucking dick. Yeah. Well he was our dick then. But Philly fans hated him. Well, because he talked shit about the fans. You don't talk shit about the mafia, then don't expect to get hit back. That's true. That is true. He was yeah. He was openly asking for that. Don't don't you don't want. He also take grabbed shots. his he also grabbed his his dick at fans too. Well, yeah. literally on the mound. Um, yeah. And there's just like yeah, I don't know like what you want anyone to do with that. I thought he was Charlie Sheen for a couple minutes from Hot Shot. Or Wild Thing. <laughs> you mean, what, you, mean what uh, you mean Major League? Major League. Yeah. The, there you go. We'll have to get into it. I'd love to do a whole episode on it when we get closer to baseball season, but, like, favorite baseball movies. Because Major League would probably be first or second for me. Definitely top three, but probably first thing. I like Moneyball, even though it has nothing to do with baseball. <laughs> yeah, I love the math baseball movie. <laughs> That's my favorite, because it has not fat Jonah Hill in it. You know what my favorite, one of my favorite websites is? What? If you ever need to know, like, what time it is right now, is Jonah Hill fat? Okay, I've never heard of this. It just it just lets you know how Joe like he's just, he right now he the status is Swole Patrol. Swole Patrol. It's just constantly updated to let you know whether or not Jonah Hill is fat at the moment. So how do I know the time from that? Because I feel like it's a nice frame of reference for your decades. Okay. Or your years. Oh oh, you mean like timeline, not like ten o'clock. No no no, not like like oh well Jonah Hill's swole. Swole Patrol, it's so it's 10.20 on <laughs> Monday night. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, um, but nice try. <laughs> Alright, do, do you have anything left? Anything you want to plug? Uh, go to my Ezekiel Elliott tweet about him looking like Wicket and get me to 12,000 likes. <laughs> That's not going to happen. That might be the most millennial statement I've ever heard in my life. Um, my name is Future Fifth Year. That's Twitter. the second most millennial statement I've ever heard. Well, I, I'm anticipating a fifth year of school, my guy. Like, I don't really, I don't know what you want from me. To, to get your work done, child. <laughs> I, that's more true than you could ever think. <laughs> so many papers. <laughs> so for me on my end, yeah, I would just, I want to plug my the podcast that I have with my dad, my brother, and my fiance, uh, The Quest for More Money, a podcast about relief franchises. We're still working our way through the Scream What up are you guys on? So we're, we hit a little bit of snag also similar to this. The schedules have been tough. Yeah. So 
right before Halloween, we dropped episode two. Nice. We'll be dropping episode three in December. So how many Scream movies There's four. are there? There's, There's four. four. There's four. And then, we'll, then we're going to figure out, we're taking a couple weeks off, to a couple months off, and figure out what the next series is. Like, what the next like movie series is, and we're going to yeah. go from there. Well, um, uh, if you want want my input, we can talk off air, and I'll maybe make a guest appearance and suggest a couple franchises that are yeah. fun. I would love that. I'd love to have a guessing episode. Just like, it's a, just in real time, everybody listen to how we fucking woodshop it. Yeah. <laughs> just like... <laughs> You know, like, I want to do The Conjuring to the universe. <laughs> Annabelle was a really good movie. <laughs> uh, the other thing is, aside from this podcast, uh, pretty soon there's also going to be another podcast coming out that I'm part of. Oh, yeah? Um, but I don't know if I can talk about it just yet. Cause plugs on plugs on plugs. Plugs on plugs, yeah. So there's there's like three podcasts that I have, and I can't manage any of them well <laughs> with my time. <laughs> But, uh, we, we'll get it eventually. But yeah, so... Alright. Until next time, I've been Mitch. And I've been Drew Bryce Harper. And thank you for listening to the 4th and Floundering Podcast. We will see you next time. Bye-bye!